everybody. Welcome back to the 100 Series Everyday Awesome Podcast. I am here today with a person who isn't new to the 100 Series, although she might be new to you if you've followed within the last uh, year or so. I have a, a very talented artist, a very amazing young woman here in the Quad Cities. Her name is Victoria Viren. Victoria, how are you doing? I am doing great. Thank you for having me here. <laughs> no problem, no problem. Yeah, I, I was going through all the people who I've had on here in the past since I first started out, and uh, you were definitely one of the ones who, who stuck out of all the people that, I, that I've featured on in the 100 series. So you have an amazing story, and I was like, you know, I had to bring her on to my podcast and, and share to everyone in my audience just exactly who you are, the, the things that you've done, been through, and uh, the, where you're going in the future. Yeah, well, sweet. Thank you. No problem. No problem at all. So for everyone who, who doesn't know who you are, who is Victoria Viren? Oh my gosh. Um, who is Victoria Viren? She is a woman with many hats. <laughs> um, I'm a dance teacher. I'm a full-time mom of a wild, curly-headed two-year-old. Um, I'm a full-time student. I'm pursuing strategic communication and journalism. I write for my school paper. I um, try and get involved with the community. I don't know. Yeah, you do a lot. Uh, yeah. You do a lot. Yeah, because I brought you on here for the first time back in it's this 2020, so 2018. Oh, it was wow. for my artist project. Yeah. yeah. We met over at the center in Davenport. Yep. Right there, and you, you kind of talked a little bit there about, about who you are, yeah. and uh, then you were in my, like, my Star Trek <laughs> kind of photo shoot I did for one of my other projects, and then you were on it last year for the Keep It 100 project. Yeah. So, so that, that was a year ago. I don't think I really talked to you in the last year or so. That's been like a long time. It has. I mean, it has, but it hasn't just because it's been so busy. <laughs> but yeah. So one thing that you're known for in, in the Quad Cities is a dancer. Uh, kind of talk about that. Talk about uh, what got you into dance, what kind of dance that you do and all that. Yeah. So originally I'm from um, Anaheim, California, and I just my parents put me in dance like right away. I think I was probably like two and a half, three years old in, you know, just your regular ballet tap combo classes. Um, and I really just kind of grew up in the dance world and around 10 or so I started training with a professional ballet company in Anaheim, um, called the Anaheim ballet. And that's kind of, around 10 is when I really decided that I was in love with ballet itself. Um, I mean, I loved all dancing, but ballet in particular, I was drawn to. Um, and I trained a lot, um, probably six days a week. I was, I mean, that's kind of what I was pursuing. I wanted to grow up to be a professional ballerina. Um, and I was performing with the company as an apprentice at the time. And then um, flash forward a couple years of hard training. And um, well, actually a few years. I was 14 when I started getting um, dizzy spells. And after multiple doctor trips and a couple trips to the hospital, we found out that I had a brain tumor um, in my cerebellum. So if anyone knows 
a little bit about that part of the brain. It controls motor skills and movement. So it was, um, you know, a big obstacle with what I was doing in dance. Like, obviously, I was really affected. I, I couldn't, I didn't have my balance, and I was starting to lose some motor skills because of it. Um, and right away, I was connected with a neurosurgeon um, who, you know, sat down and had a talk with me saying that we're going to have to do surgery right away um, to remove this. We don't know. Um, we don't know much about it until we have it out. Um, wow. But he did say that, um, for, he said, you know, once you have the surgery done, it's likely that you won't be able to dance the same way. Oh, goodness. Yeah, and I was only 14, and really, you know, at that age, you get fixated on things, right. and I was fixated on my future career as a dancer, um, so that was pretty heartbreaking, um, and obviously, I was scared, too, just because I had never had any kind of surgery. I had never even broken a bone before. Um, and here I was being told suddenly I have a brain tumor and I'm going in for um, a brain surgery, open brain surgery in like two days. So um, it was really a fast process. I didn't really, <laughs> I didn't really have a lot of time to process everything. Um, but next thing I knew, I had like a 10-hour surgery and I was in the hospital and sure enough uh, you know with half my hair gone and stuck to a hospital bed I couldn't walk right away um, I was just throwing up a lot I couldn't I, didn't, I don't think I ate for like two weeks straight um, I was on some serious medication um, and when I was released home I went home in a wheelchair and I was bed bound um, after a few days, I was starting to slip into a depression, and you know I didn't really realize it at the time, but my dad did, and he had a talk with me one day, and he said, uh, "What is it that you really want?" And I said, "I want to dance. <laughs> I, I miss going to the studio. I miss my friends. Um, I was still really fixated on dance, even though I was told I probably wouldn't be able to dance anymore." And he said, okay, so let's try and get you back into the studio. And I don't know, it's just like something clicked inside me. And I was motivated and I got out of bed with him. And every day we started pushing a little bit further than the day before um, until I was able to walk out of the house again. And we went to the dance studio and eventually I was able to plie and tondu and do all these turns. And I really gained my health back. Um, I guess people say it was like a miracle the way, it, it's just mind blowing because I gained my strength back two months after the surgery. Um, and it's really, I guess it's a testament to mm -hmm. um, positive thinking and just how much setting small goals can get you places. Because I was just setting goals of, okay, today I'm going to get out of bed. Um, and then the next day I'd say, okay, today I'm going to make it to my door, um, get a little bit further than the day before. And people are like, I can't believe you are back in the studio doing the things you were um, before you had your surgery, only two months after 
brain surgery. Even my pediatrician, my neurosurgeon, he said, I can't believe you did that. Like, I don't know, it was a miracle. But to me, it was just like normal. I don't know. Just your fighting spirit. Yeah. That's that's incredible that because you wanted it to happen that badly, you made it happen despite the obstacles. And that's incredible. That's incredible. Thank you. But yeah, it's really, really a testament to positive thinking. And um, really, it was my passion for dance that got me onto that positive thinking and pushed me further. So um, I I guess I've stuck with dance ever since. Um, And today, I well, for the past seven years, I so I moved to the Quad Cities about seven or eight years ago, and I started teaching dance lessons as soon as I came here. Um, So yeah, now uh, dance is just a huge part of my life. It's always gotten me through the hard times. Um, It's always kept me positive and happy, I guess. It's my thing. And you've also been on like Dancing with the Stars, haven't you? (laughs) Yeah, so um, it's funny. Because people treat it like, oh my god, you're a celebrity. And I'm like, no, I'm not. (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, since I, in California, I had some connections. Um, Like I said, I was dancing with a professional company um, who, you know, the directors had connections and they had connections and, you know, power of network. Um, And ABC picked up on my story. And I guess every year, Dancing with the Stars, they have an AT&T spotlight performance um, just as kind of a motivational piece um, revolved around dancing. And when they heard my story, they called me up and asked if I would come be the AT&T spotlight performer. So, yeah. (laughs) So what was that like, being out there televised live? Because that's how how the show is, it's televised live. What's that like, having to perform in front of... The, the, the country in front of the world uh well i was i think i was 17 by the time that happened um and i'm kind of a shy person like i'm definitely an introvert so i remember just being like oh my god i'm so scared but also it was amazing i mean uh i had my own trailer I got to meet all the celebrities, and I got to meet the other dancers on the show. Um, I was connected. My partner was Kyle Robinson, who was a Broadway dancer, and we had three like intense days of rehearsal, learning a dance from start to finish, um, and preparing it for uh, the show. But I don't know. It was really surreal. Like Christina Perry played live behind us wow. while she debuted a song, and I don't know. I'm still like, whoa, that happened. I did that. It was cool. Nice. And, and what year was that again? You were on. You're on the show. Uh, I think it was 2011. Okay. End of 2011. Okay. Yeah. So. I'm trying to think who was on. Who else was on that on on that season? There's so many though. Yeah, I know celebrities. They're horrible names, but I know Rob Kardashian was on there as one of the celebrities. Um, there was a military man. I think he was burnt. Oh yeah, yeah, on the soap opera. Yeah, he yes, he he is so crazy. I remember he was the one. 
like celebrities that I yeah. actually talked to and he is so humble. Like he was amazing. Mm-hmm. I was definitely rooting for him the whole time. <laughs> yeah, didn't he or didn't he get, at least get close to winning? Yeah, maybe? I I can't remember if he I can't believe it. I can't remember if he won or if he got second. But I think he was in that final. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, it was really cool. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Cool deal. So now you're back here. You're here. You're, well, you're here now in the Quad Cities. Yep. You know, teaching dance lessons, mm-hmm. and you're also, you know, you're collabing with other artists mm-hmm. in the area. I know uh, Juan Valtiera, aka yeah. one of you on the track. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> You've done a lot of stuff with him. Can I talk about that? Yeah. So actually, him and the crew, the Curtis Bell and Michaela Hughes Shaw and Juan, we, um, they were kind of the first people that I really connected with here in the quad cities um so love girls magazine is a local magazine that um you know it's a magazine ran by girls for girls and it spotlights really inspirational stories of local quad city women and um the head of the magazine heard about my story at the time and um knew that i had moved to the quad cities and connected with me right away um and Every year they put on an annual Love Awards show to give awards out to all these really phenomenal young girls in the community. And it was at that show that they asked if me and Juan and Curtis and Michaela would form up a little group and come up with a dance together. And it was kind of crazy at first because I do ballet dancing, Michaela plays violin, and Juan and Curtis are hip-hop dancers. So right. we're just like thinking, how is this going to work? We're just like three completely different styles. But we really just kind of, I don't know. I, I honestly think we just made magic happen in the studio. Like we just put our different genres together and somehow it all meshed really nicely and people loved it and we've been performing as the crew like ever since that's Um, awesome that's so cool that people from different genres can like find some way to to collaborate especially with dance because i know that hip-hop dancing is nothing like (laughs) ballet ballet dancing yeah so the fact that you're able to find like a happy medium yeah is incredible and actually i need to like find like is there is there like a link anywhere where i can there's check this out or anything? a ton yeah um if you just like youtube the crew i know we have i don't know i don't know what they're all saved under but all of me john legend the crew that um that was like our original piece together um and there's plenty of youtube videos on there i'm sure but yeah, that's the cool thing about art is like when you have passionate people about that are just really passionate about what they do and who they are as artists, when they come together, it just creates something magical. Right. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Now let's go ahead and let's switch gears a, okay. a little bit here because while you are a dancer, you're also a mom too. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> crazy crazy i have a two-year-old so what's that like having to balance um being of course dancer an instructor um a student because you're also a student as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. and uh with that of course with being a mom i think i mean it's it's hectic it's just kind of go 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 um 
you know, you wake up super early in the morning because the little one wakes up and you just get yourself ready, get him ready, get out the door, get him to daycare, go to school, come back from school, do your homework or go work and then pick him up. And, you know, it's just a routine. But I think it's something that a lot of moms just do. Like we just... I don't know we just we get stuff done (laughs) um and I don't really think twice about it I know I have had a few people like tell me which really brightens my day they say like I can't believe you know you're doing so much stuff while you have a child at home and I'm like yeah I know it's great but everybody I mean everyone does it moms parents not just moms you know parents they make things happen for their kids and um, it's an awesome experience. I love seeing him grow and learn new things. And I'm just glad that I can be a positive influence on my son. So Very cool. Awesome stuff. So talk about some of the things that you have coming up in the future. Because I know that you have one big thing coming up later this year. Talk about that. Um, yeah. So the TED Talk. Um, that So it's not... By the time I put together a video submission the Davenport TEDx event already had their you know regular TEDx people for June picked out but they have a TEDx youth event geared towards like students um, and a bit of a younger audience and that's in March and so I kind of thought what the heck I'll put together a little video submission and send that off and see what they think but honestly I don't think I'm gonna get picked for anything but it's a good experience to put together an application um and yeah I got an email a couple weeks later saying congratulations (laughs) um so March 29th at the Putnam. Everybody hear that? (laughs) You should come out. (laughs) Um, I'll be talking about, so, I mean, people know what TED is about, um, but, you know, it's spreading ideas worth sharing. um, And it's motivational speaking. And it's really cool because I'm not talking about what I have always talked about. I'm not talking about dance or, you know, my adversities. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm kind of switching gears and talking about communication and technology and um, our paper waste problem and our environmental crisis. Okay. Yeah, it's um, very different, um, but it uh, really underscores, I mean, I'm talking about different aspects like environment and paper and technology in our digitizing world um but uh, it all kind of underscores the importance of curiosity um i i kind of talk about how we have so many options in front of us and so many tools and resources available um we've been living in this information age and this age of technology that there's so much out there at the same time but we kind of get stuck in this routine of using the similar like the same tools and the same things every day that we don't really ask hows and whys enough to be responsible consumers so i know none of that really makes sense but it's interesting (laughs) though this little plug you want if you don't know more yeah yeah (laughs) Well, that's awesome, though, that they picked you. That's super cool. That's so awesome. I 
was surprised. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure. Oh, it says March 9th. Or sorry, March, March 29th. 29th. March yeah? 29th. All yep. right. See, what, what day is that again? Let's it see. is a Sunday. Oh, a Sunday. Yeah. All right. Well, definitely have to check that out then. Hear that, guys? Sunday, March 29th. Yeah. Putnam Museum, Davenport, Iowa. Go check that out. A. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, do you have any like tips or advice for anyone who is trying to get into dance who will maybe be like at home going through some type of hardship or adversity you have any any words of encouragement for them or anything yeah um you know that's kind of the thing that makes us all human and connects us all we all have struggles and we all have our own obstacles that we have to face um but embrace your story i really think that's important just embrace the lows as much as you embrace the highs and and i know this is so like it doesn't make a difference when someone says things will get better but seriously things will get better just embrace what you're going through and know that there's a tomorrow um think about the things that you're passionate about i mean my passion for dance literally turned my life around Um, and and kept me on a positive track. And I think if you search inside yourself and find your little light and find your passion, that you can really overcome anything you want. Good stuff. Good stuff. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) So how can people find you online if they want to follow you in Uh, your adventures? Oh, man. I like everyone's always so great at the plug, like giving their little usernames and stuff i don't even remember i don't use social media as much as i used to but uh facebook just victoria viren um picture there's lots of pictures of me and my son on there um and then instagram i think victoria viren that's v-i-r-e-n um that's really all i use honestly i don't really do Twitter. I don't really do a whole lot. Yeah, but. Twitter's Twitter's not as popular as it used to be. Yeah. It's mostly for like celebrities and yeah. and um, political figures. I'll put it that way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially <laughs> one very entertaining one. But <laughs> but anyway, that's yeah, that's, that's yeah, for yeah, something yeah, else. That's, yeah. for, that's yep. for another person's podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyways, thank you so much, Victoria, for coming out here, for taking time out of your super busy schedule to to just chat with us and reintroduce yourself to to my audience. I know that they're going to get a lot from, from what you said today. Yeah, no, thank you so much. I, I think everything that you do, every um, initiative that you start is super important, and it brings a lot of people together, so... Thank you. <laughs> no problem. No problem. And everyone at home, thank you for listening to the 100 Series Everyday Awesome Podcast. Stay tuned. Keep subscribed because we're going to have another awesome person here again next week. So until then, take care of yourselves. And as always, I'll see you soon. <laughs>